If the Blue Jackets are unable to get Macklin Celebrini in the 2024 draft, is Ivan Demidov a pretty good consolation prize? We're talking about that on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube and on SiriusXM. Now, today... Uh, Actually, before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked on Blue Jacket is free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube and on SiriusXM. I've already said that. I also have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So, like I said at the top of the show, today we're talking all about Ivan Demidov, a very, very fun Russian winger. If the Blue Jackets uh, have enough centers right now, which they might not, if they miss out on Macklin Celebrini, uh, Ivan Demidov could be a good pick for them. So I sat down with Sebastian High of Dubber Prospect and one half of Locked On NHL Prospect, and uh, we talked a little bit about his game, how he could fit with the Blue Jackets, and uh, how fun a player he is. So I'm just going to get right into my conversation with Sebastian. So the Blue Jackets might be in the market for a winger at the draft this year. And uh, I hear there's a guy out there that might be doing even better than last year's star Russian winger. So I've got Sebastian High here, and we're going to talk a little bit about Ivan Demidov, because uh, this is a name that I've been hearing all the way through to last year's draft, right? Is, okay, well, Mitchkov is good, but guys, watch out for Demidov. So what exactly, Sebastian, is so enticing about Demidov as a player that's making people say, hey, he's doing things that Mitchkov wasn't doing? Oh, it's interesting with with Demidov. He he represents pure flair uh, for for fans seeking excitement uh, in their lineup. He is uh, certainly one of the most interesting prospects in this draft class. Like he has been a staple at second overall on my board, all going all the way back to July, uh, and he hasn't budged from there. He hasn't exactly uh, budged Celebrini from the number one slot yet either. But that that you, you can hardly fault him for that. Uh, Demidov is a player who exemplifies skill. He is tremendously adaptable on his feet. He's far from a conventional skater, but he uses his inside edges so, so much that he's constantly like in a rotating movement, which allows him to adapt to every single contact or unexpected obstacle that he ends up encountering, which makes him so much more escapable in tight area scenarios than really any other prospect that I've personally seen in the last like two or three drafts. Like he is 
quite exceptional in that maneuverability. And on top of that, he also has the best handling skill that I've seen in the last like four drafts. Uh, he is a tremendous puck handler and uh, it, it is electrifying to watch, especially at the MHL level, level of Russian junior hockey, which offers players, especially skilled players, a lot of time and space to execute their plays. And that's really been where Domino's played this entire season because SK St. Petersburg just for some reason hates playing their hyper-skilled young wingers uh, like Mitch Kovzot in the same organization and he always gets shipped out to Sochi uh, to just like become a KHL all-star there rather than in St. Petersburg but uh, it has also allowed Demidov to really really lean into the skill this season like he is he's still quite raw like he he has a lot more defensive abilities than Matt Bay Mitchkov did last season and he's far more of a playmaker heavy than than a goal scorer heavy player uh than, than, than Mitchkov but he is he's a fascinating one. I think that he's going to to fall down the draft board in a similar fashion to Matt Mitchkov, hopefully a bit less extremely, like all the way down to seventh. But uh, he is certainly a player that is going to be putting teams off because of just how skilled he is. But uh, he, as I said, is genuinely still quite a raw player. And I, I can understand why teams would be a bit hesitant. But the upside here is rivaled only by Michael Celebrini in this draft class, and even that is really tight. I think that the high-end upside for Demidov as a player in the NHL, like we are talking Kucherov-level talent, and uh, that that is like also considering that Kucherov's on pace for a career, like what, 138-point pace season this year, which is uh, not bad, uh, and, and Demidov okay. profiles in a fairly <laughs> similar way. And currently, Ivan Demidov has 20 goals and 45 points in 23 MHL games, which is outpacing D plus one Nikita Kucherov uh, when he was genuinely just absolutely popping off. That's when he really made his mark on, as like a, an elite level prospect as a D plus one player. And even compared to that, Demidov is, is pacing ahead of him as a draft eligible. And he's a bit older for the draft class. He's, he's a December 10th birthday, which is only three months into the, the draft age cycle. But uh, you usually see the older players in these draft years that kind of get those earlier shots at, at pro hockey, which Demidov has gotten, but it's really been in small flash. So he started the season off in the KHL this year, got into four games, was playing more minutes than, than, than were given to Matt Bay Mitchkov before Mitchkov got shipped out to Sochi. Uh, but he was quite promptly demoted back to the MHL as well, uh, which has been entertaining. Uh, like it's fun to watch him play in the MHL because it's just, he just goes, banana like crazy mode like he just he's insane he's insane for the mhl like he he just he goes bananas he loves the space he has there but he's not being challenged to really process the game faster which is really what he needs for his development to be accelerated at the moment which is i think why you're seeing some people be a little bit hesitant about just how long he's been stuck at, in russian junior hockey but uh, he he's a fascinating player with an amazing toolkit who is in a very, very unique position right now as a prospect. In a minute, we're going to get back to Sebastian and my conversation with uh, him about Ivan Demidov. But first, I've got to tell you guys about Sleeper because uh, we're over halfway through the season right now. And uh, the Blue Jackets have underperformed, I think. But regardless of whether they're underperforming or overperforming, you can overperform with Sleeper by playing daily fancy hockey. 
They are the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. They're our number one choice for daily fantasy sports because you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests with Sleeper. All you have to do is pick whether guys like David, Crosby, McKinnon, Matthews will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your money on sleeper, all you need to do is correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me right, Blue Jackets fans. You can win 100 times your money with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Lockdown NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See terms of use for details. Is that a, a worry that he's kind of obviously he's you know popping off against other Russian junior players? But I know I don't think it's the same situation as like a Jordan Dubay, for example, who we're questioning. You know, okay, he's doing this against this competition. Can he take a step to the next level? Is there concerns with Demidov as well that, like, not to the same extent, but is there a concern that we'll see him maybe step up to the KHL and struggle when he's playing against, you know, slightly tougher competition? Or is that something that you think, okay, he'll take a minute to adjust and then he'll adjust and just, again, continue to make teams miserable at that level as well? I'm not too worried. Uh, I, I've I've watched every minute of KHL hockey that he's played this season, which has not been all that much. Uh, like it's certainly been four very short viewings, but uh, it's been quite solid. Like I, I've I've liked what I've seen from Demidov. Like the one thing that I think separates Demidov from Mitchkov in terms of making him a bit easier to project to pro hockey, uh, and which is still kind of weird to say because Mitchkov is like dominating pro hockey uh, on a production basis already in the KHL. But what makes him more translatable to the NHL style and the smaller ice surface and the higher intensity and the higher physicality and the defensive work that wingers really have to do in the NHL to not get benched repeatedly, unless you're like really in the top, like 1% of elite skill in the league, which Dominov could be, um, is that Dominov has a level of defensive engagement that Mitchkov just still does not have to this day. He isn't the most defensively aware or, or sound player in the world. Certainly he's not going to win a Selkie, but what he does have is, is a desire to make plays defensively to, to, to create turnovers, to get the counter attack launched. He's not the same style of cherry picker, picker that, that Mitch Cobb is in terms of waiting for his teammates to free the puck up. And then he's going to go straight up the ice, trying to create things immediately. Dimitrov is, is a bit more systematic in his approach of, okay, first let's focus on getting the turnover. Then we can build up play in transition and then we'll get installed in the offensive zone. Then I can go to work. It's a very much like it, it's a process for him where for Mitch Cobb, it's very much waiting for the destination, which, has also like like Mishkov has developed that area of his game a decent amount in in the last year, but it's still there. With Demidov, there's less of that anxiety for me personally. I know some other public scouts that I've talked to about Demidov kind of share that 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 ease in in ranking him like or in the, the second or third overall range uh, this in this draft because he does have that level of engagement. He is he's a very low center of gravity. He has a propension of really bouncing off of contact. Like he, he he's a bit like a bumper card out there because of how maneuverable he is. He's always able to adjust the center of gravity and and protect his balance that even when he gets shoved and stuff, he he really bounces off quite well and or, or is able to turn off that contact and and leverage it against his opponent. He's a lot more proactive on a physical standpoint in the 
the middle of the ice. Along the boards, Matt Bamichkov is a lot more like probably tenacious in flashes than Demidov has been in my viewings. But in terms of the the overall toolkit that is actually used in most NHL games and 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 on the most consistent basis, Demidov has a far better foundation, which makes me a lot more comfortable with, with kind of keeping him up there in, in the top end conversation of this draft class. Uh, the anxieties come more towards like how he produces his offense, which is completely leaning into the massive advantages he has. He completely leans into the hypermobility or hypermobility. Again, really, really weird skater. He's so not conventional. So hypermobility might not be quite the way of putting it, but the way that he's constant, he's so adaptable as a skater and is just so capable of retaining his balance. He's so agile. He's so balanced. Uh, all of that, I think, makes him a really, really intriguing offensive bet uh, as a player. But uh, yeah, he's he's fascinating. I could, I could ramble on for ages because uh, he, he's a type of player that makes me excited enough to just like start babbling on and on about because like I've 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 thoroughly enjoyed every viewing I've had and the, again the concerns are very much in just how he creates the offense because it's a little bit flashes of like pond hockey style like we saw with Andrew Crystal last season where it's kind of just like I can do it at this level so I am uh without perhaps integrating all the habits that will make that more sustainable at higher levels of competition but it's so much fun to watch so I really can't complain too much <laughs> Honestly, everything you've told me so far makes me feel like it's a, an extremely on-brand Blue Jackets draft pick because yeah. we kind of saw this with Kent Johnson specifically, I'm thinking, is that the Blue Jackets draft skill and then figure the rest out. And it seems like as a draft strategy, it's it's working for them. So I could see them saying, hey, this kid's stupid talented. Let's grab him. And then um, I guess the the next question for me would be, do you expect a similar kind of trajectory as Mitchkov as, well, he signed in the KHL for the next, is it three seasons I think Mitchkov is, is signed for? Is is Demidov signed long-term yeah. as well? Is it a... a, a I believe he's only signed for a few years until he makes the move to North America. I think it's one or two years after this one that he's signed. Um that that right now wouldn't be my biggest concern. I mean, I I found it fascinating last year that everyone was bringing up this as like a major concern with Mitchkov, but with no other Russian and like both Simashev and Daniil Boot were drafted top eleven by the Coyotes and like no one even like ever mentioned contract situations as a as even a factor with them. Uh, like with with, with Mitchkov, I, I I stood actually stood by the take that I think that that the contract situation if anything, heightens his value because it forces him to just like go marinate for the next three seasons after being drafted and really refine the toolkit while also still leaning into the skill. And then he's coming over as a almost 22-year-old on a three-year ELC. You're getting a 22 to 25-year or 20, 21 to 24-year-old Matt Bay Mitchkov on a $1 million a year ELC, which is, in my view, a massive luxury for the Philadelphia Flyers to add. Uh, with Dimitov, it's not as long of a contract, so there's even less stress with that. Um, of course, there's always new, like, rules and regulations shifting on in the KHL, wanting to retain players for longer. Uh, but as of right now, uh, with the the sense I have in the in the scouting sphere more broadly, that would not be a concern with Demidov specifically in this draft year. 
always, always good to know. Although, again, I nine times out of ten, you're going to be waiting for a player at least a couple of years anyway. So yeah. I think, I, I don't know, I, I have no... I have no real fear about that. I think it's a very similar to, you know, you draft a kid from college. He's probably going back. You know, look at what Owen Power did, um, which no one was expecting. And I think it was, he was his game was the better for it. So I'm not like, if we draft this kid and he doesn't immediately come over to North America, it's a waste of a pick. Um, but it is, it is reassuring to know that his contract is slightly less long than, um, than, than Mitch Kov. We're going to finish off our conversation with Sebastian in a minute about Demidov, but first I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks. That's the most important bit. Snacks is the most important bit. But the second most important bit is winning a little bit of money, and FanDuel has so many ways for you to win with Super Bowl. Uh, you can bet on who's going to win. You can bet on which players are going to score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. Plus, new customers join today. You're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, Let's kind of... let's. Finish up here. The Blue Jackets are probably going to be drafting in that two to five range again because they hate me specifically and want me to suffer. Um, Dimitrov is probably going to be available there. Is this a pick that the Blue Jackets should make? And uh, if it's not, who would you have them? If if we let's say that I think they're what fourth in the draft ranking at the minute. Let's say they're picking fourth overall. Is Dimitrov available? Should they pick him? And if not, is there anyone that you're like, hey, they should pick this dude at four, definitely? That guy would be Demita, probably. Like, I, I think he would be my my personal favorite pick. Like, if, I, if if the Blue Jackets came and rang my phone number, we're like, for some reason, we want you specifically and only <laughs> you to make our draft selection here at fourth overall, and Demita on, is on the board. I'm picking Ivan Demita. I think the the only other player that right now I'd... I'd really not love to pass up on would be a player like like Zane Perek for instance but he's going to fall to like that that 10 to 15 range so I'd rather just like trade up into that range and try to get both but uh Demidov is is the player that I think could, could will get you the most bang for your buck of 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 potential like like payoff in terms of the 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 draft selection spot like in terms of skills isn't like unless unless they're like undersized russian wingers you don't get this type of skill available past 3 in many drafts at all and I think with with Demidov in in Columbus specifically but honestly any NHL team when you have the opportunity to add a player of his caliber, of his uh, skill set, of being among the potentially among the five or ten most dynamic hockey players in the world uh, at his peak, you don't really want to miss out on it. Like I, I think you have a, a bunch of options this year. I think that 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 Demidov is part of a larger tier. I don't think he stands alone as the only player that's worth picking at once Celebrini is off the board. I think there's quite a few names in there that are really fun. Like as I mentioned, Parekh. I think Stan Dickinson is really solid. We're seeing like the emergence of players like Zeke Buyam into top tens. You have a lot of like really really solid players that are kind of in a similar range uh, and and are all over the place in the rankings as a result because everyone has like slightly varying opinions of them. 
but Demidov's the one that I'd be very, very confident with. And I mean, with Columbus, you already have, well, like the future of the blue line should be solid if David Yurichek were being developed correctly. But listen, uh, listen. yeah. I like know. it should be solid <laughs> like with, with Matecha coming in. And uh, there's so many bodies that are already like NHLers in Columbus on the blue line. I don't see a need to, to reach on a defenseman and the defensemen that are going to be picked in that range are going to be guys like Anton Salaev and Artem Lovshunov, who I think are a lot more limited in what they'll be able to bring at their peaks than a player like Ivan Demidov. So he, I think he would be my pick at number four. If, uh, if it would, and he probably would be on the board still. Like I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if he goes top three, I'd be very elated and, and happily surprised, but it, it would not be expected. Uh, so I think the meetup at four is a very reasonable and uh, optimistic hope. I would not be mad about it. Um, but yeah, I agree. The Blue Jackets have a million defensemen, um, both NHL and prospect. I would like to see them draft a center, but I'm not like they should draft a center, like a less good center at risk of giving up on a more talented winger, if that makes sense. Caden Lindstrom would be the one the one center that I would be really excited to 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 snap up in that tier. Like if you still on the board at four, I'd also be very, very like if you can run Fantilli and 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 Caden Lindstrom as your as your top two senators long term, that is uh disgusting. Uh, yeah, I would not be, again, I would not be mad about that. Um, Celebrity seems out of reach for the Blue Jackets right now, but never say never, you know. Um, but I wouldn't be mad about um, Ivan Demidov coming to coming to Columbus, um, because I think what you do is you put him and Ken Johnson and maybe Adam Fantilli on a line together and just watch them go. Uh, and that sounds like a pretty good, that sounds like a pretty good time to me. And that's all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to check back in with uh, the All-Stars. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Putin Jenner. We're going to talk a little bit about the AHL All-Star. We might have some uh, some interview stuff in there with, with Trevor Kulansky, Jack Greaves, and Jake Christensen, the All-Star reps here in San Jose. Uh, but like I said, that's all I've got for you today. So check back in tomorrow. Make us your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcasts platforms we're over on youtube and on sirius xm and uh thank you for listening i appreciate all of you guys always you make this job very easy even if the blue jackets make it difficult you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find the show at lo underscore blue jackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email us at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day and until tomorrow make sure you stay locked on